Super Talk Mississippi media production. William Carey University Athletics. Every sport you find exciting. Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. Come on. This is Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. We're covering everything William Carey University Athletics. From the field to the court and the diamond. On Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Welcome into another edition of Crusader Talk here on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and online at supertalkhattiesburg.com. We're glad to have you with us here on yet another Monday night as we break down things all relating to William Carey Athletics, but another subject matter that's kind of a little bit more important than athletics uh, has come across the news desk over the past week, and uh, I think a lot of people will say, yeah, they kind of remember where they were Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday night whenever they saw the news scroll across either social media or got the text from a friend uh, where uh, former president Dr. Tommy King passed away. Uh, I was at home. My wife saw it on Facebook and told me, and it kind of rocked me, to be honest with you. And I know it rocked a lot of people. And, uh, Josh, before we kind of get going, you know, this is uh, this is a guy that, has bled William Carey since before day one that he was president at the university, even before that as a staff member and student. And uh, he's going to be sorely missed. You don't see that in public education. Um, You see so, and you see it some, some, but what this, what, what William Carey meant to Dr. Tommy King is special and his legacy is special um, because as you said, it it goes essentially, this was a life that was tied to William Carey. And, and in a day and age where it, it has gone so much from, you know, athletes jumping around to to teachers, to coaches, to administrators, to especially in sports administration and staff, you're always looking for that next opportunity. There are so many people that I think follow in Dr. Tommy King's legacy of being invested in William Carey and, and wanting to be at William Carey and wanting to be a lifer at William Carey. There are so many people that choose William Carey to leave an impact on William Carey. And and I think that's so special. And so for me, you know, being relatively new, being adopted into the William Carey family, uh, it, it's just really amazing to see how he touched your life, uh, to how Will is emotional when we talk about Dr. King, my wife and my brother-in-law, graduates of William Carey University. Everybody's got a Dr. King story, and that tells you a lot about uh, the person that Tommy was. And one guy that uh, certainly knows a lot about Dr. King is the one who took his place as president of the university, and Dr. Burnett joins us as we kind of honor uh, former president Dr. Tommy King here on the first half of the show. And uh, Dr. Burnett, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Well, uh, absolutely. It's always a pleasure to be with you guys on Super Talk, and we appreciate the, the uh, great coverage that you give of uh, an often not covered very well sports program at William Carey University. And, uh, Super Talk is doing a great job of helping get our our name out for the great things that our athletes and our coaches are doing. Um, uh, but it's been a very emotional day that started very early this morning with visitation and funeral and burial today of Dr. King. So uh, uh, emotions have been kind of drained and have run high all day. I got a chance to go back and watch the archive from the funeral earlier today at First Baptist Columbia, and mm-hmm. you had you know, several you know, nice remarks about Dr. King. Uh, 
for those that weren't able to attend the funeral, I think one of my favorite stories that I got to hear earlier today was that of uh, whenever you got to deliver the commencement or uh, yeah, commencement address. <laughs> yeah. And this is, you know, some of the, the memories of Dr. King are, you know, solemn and, you know, very uh, you know, astute. And this is one of those where it's a moment that you thought would be more like that, but turned out to be a little bit more humorous. Uh, well, yeah, well, most of the memories of Dr. King are usually humorous. Uh, yes. There are some that are solemn, and he always uh, he cared about other people, so he poured into people and was doing things for other people all, all the time. Uh, but he was uh, uh, he was quite humorous and quite to the point about many things. And the story you're referring to is when um, it was the last commencement that he presided over right before I was to become president, and uh, he'd asked me to deliver the commencement address, uh, which was going to be his, but he deferred to me since I was about to be president. And uh, the, as we were turning to go into the, the auditorium and right before I was to deliver my address, he turned to me and I thought he was about to give me great advice or encouragement, and he just said, keep it short. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that... Uh, that uh, typifies Dr. King. He never liked to hear uh, anybody talk very long. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that he would keep it short on uh, certain occasions, but uh, <laughs> uh, he, he was quite free with his opinion to preachers and teachers and anybody who, who wanted to talk very long. Uh, so I had to open my remarks this morning with that story because uh, I only had about six or seven minutes to highlight his ministry at William Carey and the other things that he did and you know keeping it short was tough this morning but I think I, I think I kept it within my time frame yeah Ben thank you so much for, Dr. Burnett for joining us and uh, mm-hmm. you know when I, I get a chance to just to, to hear about this legacy uh, it is it's the comments going back to I want to get your thoughts on the comments I made at the open about this is a character of a man that is sorely lacking in academia today, in higher education, in general um, loyalty, um, the the passion he had for where he was. A lot of times it's more of a selfish outlook on the career rather than a selfless. Uh, this was a selfless legacy that he left. Uh, absolutely. but And Dr. King would have been the first to tell you that it was not just him that was deeply committed to carry because uh, y'all know our coaching staff well. Oh, indeed. Yeah, when you have a a basketball coach who has 42 years as head coach and a baseball coach who has 38 years as head coach, but another 10 or 15 as an assistant and as a player and graduate assistant uh, over 50 years, Bobby Alford has been at Cary. And Tracy English, our women's basketball coach, pushing 40 years. And it's not just the coaches. Uh, you mentioned the word lifer earlier. Um, so many people graduate from Cary, uh, get a job there, and then just stay. And um, uh, this is my 10th year at Cary. I, I taught there part-time as an adjunct uh, teacher for 10 years prior to coming there full-time 10 years ago. Uh, and I wish I would have you know, retired and come earlier. Now, uh, uh, just to be clear, Dr. King has not spent his whole career at Cary, and that's one of the amazing things about him because he was uh, a bivocational pastor and interim pastor for many, many churches across South Mississippi during his while he was in education. But he spent 28 years 
in K-12 education, just like I did. He was a, a teacher and a school principal and a special education director. Um, so he was a Cary graduate, but he spent the first 28 years uh, ministering to the public school children in, in kindergarten through 12th grade, and then retired and came to Cary. So he and I have that exact pathway. I spent 28 years in K-12 as well before coming to Cary. So we do have that uh, that much in common. But he was a Cary graduate, and uh, uh, one time on the board of trustees when he was working in a public school. So uh, he, he dates all the way back to 1961 at William Cary when he, when he first walked on the campus as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Dr. Ben Burnett joining us here on Crusader Talk this evening as we uh, remember Dr. Tommy King who passed away last week. Uh, Dr. Burnett, just a couple minutes left here uh, in this segment, and I want to give you an opportunity to share what's something that Dr. King uh, said to you or uh, taught you in your time under his leadership and in the transition into the president's role that stuck with you? Well, one of the things I also said in my um, remarks today, and I didn't elaborate very much on it, but he was an encourager. Uh, And I ended my remarks this morning by commenting on so many people ask me, you know, how will I fill his shoes? And I've never attempted or pretended that I would fill his shoes, but I I prefer to stand up, think of as I'm standing on his shoulders to just get us to the next level. And he wanted that, you know, he wanted whoever was the next person to be successful because he loved William Carey. The last text message I got from him was one of encouragement, talking about an event that he had heard that had gone so well and then I was with him just about every day in the last week or week and a half of his life. In the last five or six days, unfortunately, he was not conscious to be able to communicate. But the last actual conversation I had with him, he had, his wife had driven him to campus after one of his chemo treatments. And um, he was commenting and encouraging me on some marketing things that we were doing that he had seen. That he just thought were just great. And uh, so he was encouraging us to be better. And so... Uh, he would be mad and upset if William Carey did not keep progressing and keep going. Uh, and so uh, so back to the point of your question, what did I learn from him? It's, it's that love of the university that's got to transcend whoever is president. Um, and, and I want to do the same thing. And hopefully 10 or 15 years when I hand it off to somebody else, um, uh, it will be the same thing. Well, Dr. Burnett, thank you so much for uh, taking some time out of what's been a very busy day for you, uh, visiting uh, with the family and everybody else down there at the funeral and everything else that's gone around with the pageantry of celebrating Dr. King's life. And we thank you that you're able to bookend it here on Crusader Talk tonight. I hope you have a, yeah. a great rest of your evening. That's a good, good way to end it. I just want to thank all the listeners for supporting us, but also all of you for your prayers and remembrance of Dr. King and uh, and of William Carey University. Thanks so much, Dr. Burnett. We'll All right, see you later soon. All right, that is Dr. Ben Burnett. As we continue the show tonight, as we remember the lifelong legacy of Dr. Tommy King at William Carey. We'll be right back. Talking everything William Carey University athletics. This is Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. 
We continue here on Crusader Talk here on this Monday night. Our thanks to Dr. Ben Burnett for joining us in the first segment of the show. If you missed that and you're listening live on 97.3, you can catch it on demand uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Also available at supertalk.fm, especially supertalkhattiesburg.com. You'll be able to find a link there uh, to where we post all the podcasts. And, you know, guys, I just want to kind of use this segment to continue the thoughts of the legacy that Dr. King leaves behind. And for a couple of us, uh, we actually have some fond memories of interactions with Dr. King or seeing him at a distance and uh, the way he supported William Carey, both athletically and academically. Uh, My main memories of him, obviously coming from a broadcaster's position, don't really lend itself to many interactions, but a lot of times I see him from across the way. Right. Uh, anytime I was at Clinton Gym, I'm over at the scorer's table, but I look across the way and over into the right-hand corner, mm-hmm. I see uh, Dr. King and his wife sitting in rolling desk chairs, taking in the game from the floor level, uh, just on you know, the side wherever the teams come out. So Dr. King got a you know, bird's eye – or not a bird's eye view, but a, a very close-up view of the teams as they came out of the locker room and onto the court. And – I'll never forget seeing how many people would come by and shake his hand, regardless if they knew him mm-hmm. or not. But by the time that he got done shaking their hand, they were known. Um, he was always very cordial. He was very friendly, uh, always had a smile on his face and loved the Crusaders. Mm-hmm. And I guess the other times were always, uh, if it wasn't an indoor event at Clinton Gym, it was always seeing him sitting on his golf cart, uh, either at soccer or somewhere else. And my goodness, did that man love his golf cart. He would take that thing everywhere across campus, and it was a, it was a, a staple. If you saw that golf cart at campus, well, you knew Dr. King was either sitting on it or he's away very shortly, and he'll be back soon. It was a, it's just one of those iconic traits of Dr. King was either the desk chair or the golf cart. So just an observation again, and so so me giving, uh, kind of being the voice for those out there that are here in this program that are new to William Carey or perhaps fans of William Carey, and so you may be like me, have a little bit of a different perspective, but when I hear those stories, I go, man, that's just so special, because you mentioned all the people that come by to shake his hand. They, There's a good chance that a lot of them knew him very similar to the way you knew him, right? You knew him in passing. You saw him at a distance. You saw a lot of the way he interacted. You had a lot of respect for this man that you didn't know very well. And But but every time you had an interaction with him, he made you feel special. And so you went back over and you shook his hand because he gave you that feeling again. He looked at you. He looked you in the eye. He listened. He acknowledged you. He might have even remembered your name. And you're like, how did he remember my name? We've only met once or twice. But but there are people, there are special people in this world that make you feel like a million bucks. And you're like, how do they do that? And it, it certainly sounds like Dr. Tommy King was one of those people. And, you know, I like the way Dr. Burnett described uh, what Tommy King did while he was here in Hattiesburg and throughout his life was that his life was a ministry. And that's not limited yes. to just his pastoral ministry at churches. He considered his time at William Carey a ministry as well. He did. He, he absolutely saw that more than just the prowess of being a leader for a university. He saw it as an opportunity to spread the word of the Lord, uh, to grow his kingdom, and to grow up disciples there on a college campus in the heart of Hattiesburg. And, Will, you've had – you know, a couple more memories probably as a student at William Carey with Dr. King than we have as onlookers. Yeah. uh, I I, I sort of started chuckling a little while ago, uh, and and it just popped in my mind as y'all were talking. Uh, It was 
either my junior year or my senior year. I think it may have been my junior year. Uh, we were trying to reform um, a fraternity chapter for Phi Mu Alpha Symphonia at the time. Mm. And uh, one of those things is you had to raise a certain amount of dollars and do some stuff on campus. And this was after the tornado. Okay, so there was a lot of cars damaged on campus. And so our idea was to find a car that nobody cared if we tore up and sell chances to just take a baseball bat to it. Yeah, a little car bash. And Tommy King allowed us to use his car that was damaged in the storm. <laughs> he said, here, here you go. And we sold chances for it. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those deals where people came out and bashed a car. And it, it was donated by Dr. King. And so I kind of smiled at that. Uh, the other thing is, you know, you mentioned the rolling chair on the on the basketball court. From here on out, I think there needs to be a rolling chair sitting there that nobody's sitting in. And I'll say this: as as much as a president can be at a university, Tommy King was the absolute biggest Crusader fan on the face of the planet. He. He really was. Every sporting event, he was there. And he was just notorious for having so much pride in William Carey. And so he, and that and the 12 the word speech that I've mentioned a couple times on air, um, the, the 12 forbidden words on Carey's campus. And what does it mean, again, about William Carey that William Carey is not a stepping stone. That's right. It is a destination. It is a place that no people question. are invested in. They care about. They want to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we just heard Dr. Ben Burnett talk about the Steve Knights of the world, that for 42 years mm-hmm. they have been at William Carey University, blood, sweat, tears, mm-hmm. uh, all the emotions. Um, it's just incredible. It, and, and, and those are the type of places that – that I want to be involved with, that Caleb wants to be involved with, that you want to be involved Absolutely. with, Will, because we're like, man, this is special. This the, is a special place. I had the privilege of graduating from there. And um, I, I, after I heard that he had passed, I, I was in my office the other day, and I looked up, and my diploma from Kerry is hanging in my office. And I, I looked up and realized that his signature was on my diploma. I'd never really paid attention to it. So that's pretty special. And I, I was in the first class that graduated back in uh, Thomas Fine Arts Auditorium uh, after the tornado. The first year we graduated at Temple Baptist Church. But the second year was back on campus and I was in that class and he spoke. And it was really special. And looking back on that diploma now, it's really, really special. Was it short and sweet? No. <laughs> so he, he wants to listen to short and sweet. <laughs> right. But as uh, Dr. Ben Burnett uh, was able to uh, give a little bit of memory of, he not necessarily was short and sweet. I think another favorite memory, <laughs> on, honestly, and this is coming up, I think, this weekend, the Christmas Vespers. Dr. King would always read out of Luke 2. And he would always tell the story of the coming of Christ. I think it was Luke too. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, that, that would be it. Yeah. Um, but he every year he would read the same thing. And that got to be such a special moment to have him reading yeah. that. It was it was really cool. Cool. Uh, there's so much you know, to talk about as far as the uh, lifetime achievements of Dr. King and his time at William Carey and beyond that as far as his ministry is concerned as well, which is just as important, if not more. Um, but helping you know, grow the 
medical school at William Carey, yeah, the osteopathic yeah. medicine, uh, to helping rebuild after the tornadoes that happened at Cary, which yeah. cannot be understated, just how much leadership was necessary in that time. When you talk about the uh, medical school, when people first started talking about bringing a medical school to William Carey, a lot of people were just like, that'll never happen. Tommy King didn't believe that. And he believed that it belonged at William Carey. And he saw to it that it became the biggest school of medicine in the state, which is huge. And to kind of put a spin on it athletically is, you know, we are primarily an athletics podcast at William Carey. Uh, prior to Dr. King's arrival at William Carey, there were only six athletic programs you know, total at yep. the university. And by his departure, there were 18. And we're now adding even more under Dr. Burnett with uh, men's and women's swimming as well as competitive cheer uh, coming up soon. And you know, with that, if it weren't for Dr. King and the growth of the athletics department under his tutelage, we'd probably be pressed for a lot more content come the summer and this time of year as well. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that we wouldn't have this show if it wasn't for the leadership of Dr. King. I think you make a good point. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I agree. So uh, as we try to close the book on uh, memory, uh, remembering, I should say, uh, the life of Dr. Tommy King, we uh, certainly want to encourage everyone out there uh, listening to uh, keep their fam- or his family in your prayers. Keep the William Carey family in your prayers as well. Uh, Dr. King was still technically on staff as President uh, Emeritus, mm-hmm. uh, was still heavily involved at William Carey in what ways he could prior to his passing, and he leaves a legacy. And they have the Dr. King Student Center at William Carey. He'll uh, forever be remembered there. Uh, the funeral was today, but uh, if you're still looking uh, for a way to you know, kind of help encourage the memory of Dr. King, uh, the family is requested in lieu of flowers that donations can be made to the Tommy King Missionary Dependent Scholarship. Uh, because William Carey offers tuition, textbooks, room, and uh, meal plan free of charge to all IMB-dependent children. Mm-hmm. And so the scholarship ensures William Carey's ability to continue offering this scholarship to the children of our IMB missionaries. And uh, I think what better way to honor the life of Dr. King than to continue his scholarships uh, to those children of missionaries across the world. And that just adds to his legacy, man. It really does. The fact that, you know, he... In, in lieu of flowers, they want donations to that is, is such a huge thing. And it's less about his name and more about the people that are being affected by it. Absolutely. So that puts a wrap on our memorialing up, if that's even a word, but it, putting a, a book into uh, remembering the life of Dr. Tommy King. When we continue, we have some soccer to talk about as William Carey's women's team continues their postseason route as we'll continue with Crusader Talk next. From the coaches to the student athletes and the fans that cheer them on. You're listening to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Back with more Crusader Talk here on this Monday. Glad to have you with us. Whether you're joining us on demand or in podcast form, I'm Caleb Hamill with Josh West and Will Tony. I don't know if I gave the introductions at the start of the show. Just jump right into talking to Dr. Burnett as we... Well, that was more important. Well, that it definitely was, as we honor the life of Dr. Tommy King, as uh, we now get to talk a little 
women's soccer as William Carey's women's team got the job done today, uh, getting the win over Kaiser. And it was a very tight game for a long time there. Mm -hmm. And for the Crusaders, they were able to get the 1-0 victory thanks to a goal from Maria Azarias. And I got to tell you, Josh, I was kind of on the edge of my seat for a majority of that match as I was following the stats and I watched it for a little bit as well. See, Danny's on hold, and I know Danny can hear this. Danny, I, I was not nervous um, because I, from what I was gathering as we were following stats, and we were in a lot of conference calls today, and so we're following stats, and we're texting back and forth, and Clayton's logged on, and we're all watching this game in one way or the other. When I knew that we should have been up four or five to nothing, and these, this is Clayton's, you know, Clayton's all in. Um, uh, Kerry, <laughs> he's Homer. not a homer at all. <laughs> just a little, he's, just he's a always little. Always all in, <laughs> all in homer. Uh, but that did give me hope that I had nothing to worry about. So I was, I was in full belief. I was in full belief mode. Well, Coach, uh, as we welcome you in here to the podcast, we uh, we're so happy to be talking about a win, even though it was a, a kind of gut wrenching at times win for some of us as we watched or paid attention for others. You know, just snug, you know, watching. I, I believed in you, Coach. I believed in you. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, it was it was a tough game, but going into the game, we knew it was going to be difficult. Um, you know, we've been playing Kaiser since 2007, I believe. I think we had maybe one hurricane and then one just rain out. Um, so we've seen each other. Coach and I know each other really well. We obviously played in two national championships against each other. You know, he got one and we won one. So very familiar. Girls were familiar. And um, to get away with the win was was great, you know. It's completely um, different, too, from the earlier match that you had with Kaiser this year, uh, just down the road in Orange Beach. And for your team, you go from a high-scoring game that involved two uh, penalty kicks at the end uh, to seal it for the Crusaders. You look back, and now it's a 1-0 victory. It's it's a game where William Carey had great uh, great saves in goal from Kelm. Uh, they were tested early, and according to you know what I saw and what Clayton saw, it seemed like the defense really turned things up in the second half. Yeah, yeah, they have, and the defense um, has been playing a lot better towards the end of the season into the you know conference tournament, national tournament. So, but yeah, it was. It was a back and forth game early on. We, you know, you know, we we did have a couple chances early. You know, coulda woulda scored. It woulda probably helped things. And Marlene had to make a big save there close to the end of the first half. Um, and it, the wind was was real bad, and we were against the wind. So once that wind, we got the wind in the second half. Felt a little bit more comfortable, and kind of thought we'd get on top, and and we did. We pretty much shut them out for most of the game, and then there at the end they had a corner and another cross that we had to deal with, and um, and and got the win. So it was it was a good day. Yeah, and then of course when you can have uh, a ball at the foot of Azarias and then let her do what she does. I mean, when you have so many players that can go out and get you a goal when you absolutely have to have one, these are things that we've talked about uh, on the broadcast and on the show throughout the year. There's just so many weapons that the odds of somebody being able to make a special play are very good, and, and, and Kerry is very blessed to have just great athletes. Yeah, and we, and we talk about, you know, big players, special players, step up in special moments, and 
you know, Maju stepped up last week with the crack and goal against Xavier to make it 1-0, and, uh, and she did it again today. And, you know, other teams know about it. So, you know, they, they obviously, their game plan is around, you know, some of our players. And, you know, at halftime, I told them, don't wait for somebody else to to win the game. You go be special and win the game today. And, you know, Maju got her, got her chance and, and scored, you know, the one goal, and that was all that was needed today. Coach, it's Will. I have one question for you, and uh, this uh, you know I'm not the biggest uh, educated person on soccer, but I think this translates into really all sports. When you have the success that you've had and you know how good your team is, how do you wrap your head around that and stay focused on, for the next match? Yeah, it's just it's just about one one game, one game at a time, you know, our big motto, and I've put it up on our board, um, you know, at the end of every, like, scouting report, it's 1-0, and oh. and so, mm-hmm. you know, it's a cliche, but we we really, you know, doesn't matter if you won the last game or you lost the last game, the last 10 games, you know, it's just about going 1-0, and, oh, and and that's how we stay focused, and, you know, we don't talk about records, we don't talk about what we've won. You know, we just talk about we've got to win this next game and do everything possible. And um, I think the girls, you know, especially the girls that have returned, and they understand that. Um, and so that's that's really all we're focused on. And everything was geared up towards Kaiser, and now we'll have a couple of days to gear up uh, for the quarterfinal match. He's Danny Owens. He's the head coach of William Carey Soccer. William Carey, 22-0 into the quarterfinals, the top offense in the country. They're going to be taking on Aquinas, the top defense in the country. But before we shift gears looking ahead, I want to go back and and look at another player who has been so critical to this run, Mary Angela Jimenez. Uh, A lot of times and in most games, most matches, she is the best player on the pitch. Mary Angela, if I can use, if I can steal a comparison from the men's side, uh, do we, and I say we as in the Kerry fan base, coaches, players, is it within the, the realm of game plan for maybe Mary Angela to go a little Keevan McConnell and maybe get a little bit more offensive in terms of looking for her shot? She's so unselfish. She is a motor. She gets everybody involved. But does she want to look to score a little bit more? Do you want her to maybe look to score a little bit more? Yeah, we definitely do. You know, I thought we had some defensive responsibilities for Mary today, and I thought she maybe took those too literal. Uh, and she was a little bit too far away. So we talked to her about trying to get a little bit higher up the field and, and look to score and actually said it at dinner with the coaching staff, like, you know, Mary's going to have to take over these games. She's so good at 1v1 dribbling. She can break lines with the dribble. Her shot's unbelievable. So, um, so, so yeah, I agree. We would, we would love to get Mary more involved, you know, but she is. She's got, I think, as many assists as she does goals. Um, she does a ton of defensive work, but she's one of our fittest players as well. So she's prepared her body. And so I think the expectations, you know, for Thursday and if if we're able to move on um, is for Mary to, to get a little bit more offensive, a, a little bit more selfish. You know, she, she gets herself into some 1v1s with the defender, and we tell her, Mary, that girl does not want to be 1v1 with you. Go and beat her. So, <laughs> um, so she, she does, and, you know, we just we need to get her to do it just a little bit more and, um, and get her, you know, scoring a couple goals. But – um, it, it's like you said earlier, if you try to take Maju away, we've got Mary. Try to take Mary away, we've got Karen who's come on late. And uh, we're hoping that Julia will come back 
uh, on Thursday. You know, that was another one where we, I told Julie we we're going to go as long as we could without having a player just to try to give her a couple more days rest. And, you know, I think we were able to do that today. So hopefully we can get Julia back in the mix. So it's just it's kind of a pick your poison when, you know, you play against our, you know, front six players. And you do not have to tell Mary Angela that I compared her to Kevin McConnell. Is that good? <laughs> I mean, it just popped into my head, so you don't have to tell her that. Yeah, no. Yeah, See, yeah keep the secret. Fair, yeah, yeah, keep the secret. But I thought it was a good comparison because, again, the men's team really caught fire when Kevin caught fire. Yeah, no, and Kevin had that really great opportunity in that last uh, that Milligan game, you know, which Kevin made a big save. But, yeah, so, so I agree. You know, we're going to need Mary to score some goals if we're going to stay alive. That's for, that's for sure. So that allows us to kind of turn the page into what's next for you as you know, your Crusaders got the win today. You're able to stick around, uh, I assume, and get to watch John Brown play Aquinas, in which case uh, Aquinas was able to get the win 2-1. This is a very defensive team. Uh, after that goal they gave up today, they have given up a total of, by my count, five goals in total uh, this season. And they – are 17-0-4. I think technically one of those ties should be a loss. They lost in PKs in their conference tournament. But nevertheless, uh, a very talented team and a very defensive team. What's the approach? Yeah, it's just to play a game. You know, the, and actually the goal that John Brown scored today was, was a cracking goal from outside the 18. So um, they don't let a lot, of, a lot of people in behind them. They're very structured in their defensive shape. So, um, you know, but... but just going to have to go do what we do and, and try to force them to get out of their shape and defend us. You know, again, win our 1v1 battles wherever that is in the midfield. And, um, you know, and if we get chances, you know, as, as further you go, and we try to talk to the girls all season, your your chances, your, your shots are going to get limited even more and more because the teams will get better and better. So if we do get a shot, we're going to have to take it. You know, we had, you know, we had two, two opportunities where – probably should have scored today and that really would have it would have been a different game if we could have got that so on Thursday we're going to have to you know if we get those early chances we're going to need to make sure we put them in because that just goals change games and uh, goals change tactics and how you know other coaches approach the second half or the next few minutes or whatever it is so uh, we need we need to take our chances on Thursday for sure. Got just about one minute left here, Coach, and just to kind of put a bow on it, uh, for all the Crusader fans that are out there watching this program uh, perform, they're watching online or they're trying to make their way down to Foley, uh, what is your message to them as to why they need to stay in tune with what's going on here? Yeah, this is a special group. You know, we have we have a special team. We have a lot of girls that have, uh, you know, put their blood, sweat, and tears over, you know, I, four years or even just the one year we've got girls we talk about sacrifice and being so far away from home and getting up every morning at six thirty for practice and so these girls have really put their heart and soul into this team into this season so as much support as as we can have is obviously better i know that they appreciate it and um we're hoping that this team can make a magical run it's a special group so uh, you know we got to take care of business on thursday and see what happens Coach, I'm hoping this time next week we're talking about a national championship for William Carey women's soccer. Hope to have that happen and hope to hear from you next week. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks All for right, thanks, me. Coach. That is Danny Owens, head coach of the women's soccer program at William Carey, as they continue their march to a national title as they are in the round of eight down in Foley, Alabama. 
game against Thomas, or excuse me, not Thomas Aquinas, just regular Aquinas out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, down there in Foley. And then have two more matches after that, we hope, as William Carey marches on to try to secure their second ever national title. We continue the conversation with more Crusader Talk next here on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3. You're listening to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Well, Josh, Dr. Ben Burnett talked about it earlier. It's been a long day for him. It's a long week for us. We're talking about sports from here to the cows come home, it seems. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's an old Hamill you know, lingo thing right there. I know a lot of other people use it too. but uh, <laughs> Now, because we've got soccer back again on Thursday morning at 10 a.m. They're facing Aquinas at 10 a.m. for uh, that round of eight game and that makes it two, 8 or two 10 a.m. games that William Carey's playing in down in Foley and honestly, not the worst time with how the weather is right now because it's you know, warming up enough with the sun out and by the time you finish it's kind of towards noon Yeah, but it's not uh, around the sun going down to where all of a sudden it's 30 degrees out. Right. So I mean, but you know, a lot of soccer players love playing out there in the cold. But you still got a little dew out there on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Especially if there's some rye you know, in that turf that's out there uh-huh. fully. Uh, that'll get slippery. Yeah, I didn't see a lot of that today, but I, I know it's quite possible that it could happen. Uh, it'd be interesting. Also, I haven't even looked at the forecast as to what's going down there in Foley, because we're expecting some rain in Mississippi on Thursday. It's not a good forecast for the weekend, I don't believe. Winds are out of the south, and Oxford will be in Oxford, Mississippi, for the high school football championship. So if it's winds are out of the south, seems like it might be a very similar forecast down on the coast. Yes. Uh, It seems like Thursday is okay, uh, as far as Foley is concerned. But Friday through Monday, yeah. We'll Could see. that back that up? I, anything is possible. Okay. Um, and the reason I say that is because it's thunderstorms listed for Friday and Saturday. And I'll have to double-check the uh, schedule for everything because they could have a day that's uh, Basically a buffer day. They could you're going to be down in the um, – you're going to be down in Mobile tomorrow. Yes, that is also on the calendar as William Carey and Mobile will face one another in both men's and women's basketball action. Women will start at 5.30. Men will follow at 7.30. You can catch those games on supertalkhattiesburg.com. Just click the Listen Live to William Carey link that is available there. It will also be linked through the different William Carey athletics channels. They'll tweet it out as well. Uh, Different ways that you can tune in to the game as I go down there. And hopefully I still have a voice when this week is all complete because – we, we Like I said, we've got a lot going on. I'm going to say you don't by the end of the week. <laughs> I think one of the – well, and then speaking of – Luckily, some of the games I've got this weekend are sidelines, right. so that's less talking than normal. <laughs> since you're going down to do basketball, um, it's kind of the countdown to the return of Colton Blakeney on the ladies' side. Yeah. Um, and I think they're kind of eyeing December 16th against Loyola as a potential return. That would be huge. Mm-hmm. For the six and zero Lady Crusaders, yeah. best record start in school history to this point. Now they, I think they lost their second game and then reeled off twenty nine in a row one year. So they've got a lot to do in terms of once we get a couple of months into the season to have the same record. But um, what a great start, um, especially with all the preseason hype 
uh, kind of how we were building it up and how excited mm-hmm. Coach English was and how excited we were and for it to get off to this type of start and their only loss being to a Southern Miss team who is also off to their best start in 15 years and will probably end up being off to one of their best starts in, in recent memory. So, yeah, uh, definitely going to be a fun winter in Clinton Gymnasium. There's a lot to look forward to with women's Ooh. basketball. And men's. Yeah. Look, men's men are starting to figure it out. Men have got mm-hmm. some pieces in place. Um, and some consistency is what they need. Would you say that's right, Clayton? Is just being consistent Ooh. for Ooh. Long, longer stretches in the game. Who? Just call me Clayton. Yeah. You've been, I called you Clayton. Oh, my gosh. You've been, you've been calling soccer too much. I have. Okay. I uh, couldn't think Caleb. of the word memorialize Ca- earlier. And, yeah, yeah I called you, and I call you Clayton. Um, Caleb, uh, <laughs> wouldn't you say that consistency <laughs> is the thing for men's basketball for, for stretches in those games where they've let it slip? I would say so. And it's definitely been about getting players consistent and getting them hot. I think one of the biggest things, uh, one of the Crusaders of the week that we mentioned last week was uh, Ankarian Gross, who was the transfer from Mississippi College, uh, big six foot eight guy down low. Uh, it's taken him a while to finally get into his scoring rhythm, and he finally was able to do that, uh, not only a little bit against Southeastern Baptist, but especially against Thomas, in which the Crusaders really had a great showing there, uh, getting a couple wins against the Nighthawks there at home. I think we mentioned that last week. But uh, with that, We've had a lot of time off for basketball in the women's side. We saw Lauren Rowley uh, take a pretty uh, nasty spill. She was fouled from beyond the three-point line. And we think it's minor and that she'll be able to play against Mobile uh, because she's gotten a lot of rest between then and now. Uh, But that game will happen, again, for the women's team against Mobile on this uh, or tomorrow actually 5 30 and then the men's game will follow at 7 30 and the men have a tall task in front of them with that mobile men's team uh, have mentioned it a couple times uh, throughout the year but this is a team that defeated not just you know a couple of good teams in the early season uh two division or excuse me two ncaa teams i was about to say it's two division one but one division one and one division two team in South Alabama and then Spring Hill College, former rival of the Rams, uh, but getting a dominant win over the Jags of USA. Mobile does have a loss on the year, however, so they are not perfect. They lost to Southeastern 78-75 to earlier this season, and they'll battle against the Crusaders. And, hey, Ben Milam's going to be back behind the mic for William Carey for a swan song. Whoa, what? Yep, he, because Josh and I are going to Oxford this Saturday. Ben has a weekend free, and he's coming up to cover the William Carey men's game against Dalton State on Saturday. How cool is that? So if you want to see Ben, shake his hand and tell him how much you appreciate him and how much you miss him. If uh, if that's the case, you can walk over there to Clinton Gym and shake his hand uh, during one of the media timeouts. But until then, uh, we're so thankful for you for joining us. Until then, good night, God bless, and go Saders. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.